usually if you look on businesses, this is about the disruption we have in our, let's say, in our sentences about the company. This is it, right? We look on existing businesses, on existing industries, and just looking on what could be done a bit differently to extract the value really out of it. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on operations. The Systems will set you free. So think about systems, think about flow, sustainability, potentially working out in your morning routine, waking up early, e-commerce, different business models. Think of the operations and the models that basically set up the foundation to allow the creativity within organizations, but also to make sure the trains are running on time and things are going as they should. Now, this is extremely important because we often can turn to the sexy parts of business and forget about the operations and how important that is. So I really want to focus this month on this specific topic. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have David Stibber of Levento Group. David, super excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to speak and spend next minutes together. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well, too, to hear about all the awesome things that you're working on. And of course, before we do that, I wanted to read a little bit more about David so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And David is the CEO of Levento Group, which specializes in acquiring and developing companies with disruptive business models and is focused on film production, portfolio management, and real estate investment. David manages Levento's group's business operations, projects, and team. His previous roles include being the CEO of OTT Ventures, the Director of Property and Facility at CPI Property Group, and the Director of CPI Bitsy at CPI Bitsy. David is an expert in strategic planning, financial governance, and proactive business orientation. David, excited to have you on the show again, my friend. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, yeah, thanks. It was very all the time I hear my CV, it's interesting. You said very well, CPI Bitsy. So yeah, thank you. Thank you once more. So I'm ready to introduce you a bit more what we do in Levento. So and about myself. So I let you speak and introduce it to, to people and we can definitely follow up. Yeah, that's exactly where I wanted to start is just kind of like rewinding the clock here a little bit more about you. Your background will led you to get started with everything with Levento Group. Yeah, so Levento Group started five years ago when uh, I met a few investors and I had this idea about creating a small, let's say, asset management group. I met very good people that were skilled in portfolio management that could program things well, better, much better than me in it. So we just put it all together and Levento started to grow. Yeah, we found out the first few people that, that helped us to get on the ground. 
And then we continue to grow, let's say slowly. It was not uh, my full time this time. It's, we were just building the company with two other partners. Like it was really fun and exciting. Yeah, and then we we went to real estate as well. We made few real estate deals, biggest ones. But here, you know, residential market in Czech Republic is still hot topic, and Prague is very fast growing city, one of fastest growing cities in in Europe, in European Union. So a lot of demand. Yeah, and recently. Livento became a listed vehicle on a listed company on OTC market, where we started with our, let's say, newest brand and newest business, which is called Boxo Productions, specialized in movie development or pipeline for movies, right? We are preparing packages of movies. This is a deal we worked on one year before, so it's already two years, uh, two years in some kind of preparation or let's say semi-life work. And now with Livento going live on OTC, we, we, we started this fully. So this is what's our biggest set in the company, the clear future for us shareholders. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you, you know, telling the, the, the full story, especially on how it wasn't, you know, initially it sounds like you're full time. And then it grew into that as you had more assets, you started to grow, see the success of, you know, the investments and the things that you were doing and also the different ranges of things that you have been able to kind of accrue those assets through. I, I love kind of hearing that just to build that moat for lack of a better term so that you have the more sustainable and, and, and I think more stably growing company. Yeah, this is exactly how it went. At some moment, yeah, I had to switch and step in fully. And I would just say that even in my latest job when I was leading this family office slash venture company, we had a lot of venture deals. I've seen a lot of startups, a lot of, let's say, B-series companies that were looking for new capital, trying to fundraise a lot of decks. So there I found out, okay, I need to focus on something that uh, makes sense, that has secured revenues, has a very good potential in making a lot of revenues in the end. And this is how I came to Boxo Productions. And with the team, we agreed that this is our focus because this is what can bring the company where we want to have it, which is a NASDAQ. What is for us, this OTC listing is just one of the steps on the way to, to grow this really big. So we, we are working on every day to, to get the company where we imagine it belongs and where we want to have it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I appreciate you in doing that, especially working backwards too, as well to knowing exactly what's of value potentially to investors, the people that you're trying to accrue funding, but also something that has that potential of growth that you talked about before. And then working backwards for, from there and understanding like it's not just you're, you know, picking something randomly. You had an idea and it sounds quote unquote criteria for the things that you were looking for. And you work backwards from there. And it, exactly. You're, you're right. You really... Usually, if you look on, on businesses, this is about the disruption we have in in our let's say in our sentences about the company. This is this is it, right? We look on existing businesses, on existing industries, and just looking on what could be done a bit differently to extract the value really out of it. We will see that there is a lot of movie production companies, but it's not the exact the same way how we do it because I found RA much more stable, much more diversified and in the end delivering higher revenues than, than the others. Yeah, so yeah, we looked at it from the other way and I had the luck to meet, uh, let's say, very intelligent and very skilled people in the business that helped me to, to make, materialize this into a real business. So they helped me to get it on track and uh, set the boundaries and, and define the business how it should work. 
Nice. I absolutely love that. And I love that disruption piece that I mentioned in your bio and you just mentioned as well too. Be And I think so many times when we look at disruption, we think of completing something completely new, but a lot of times the most disruptive things you can do is seeing something within an industry that, you know, has that viability, has that potential growth and seeing something that's not done as well. And you can make that somewhat kind of smaller, sometimes things that people just don't see and it creates a whole entirely different um, opportunity that exists. Yes, that's exactly as, as you're saying. It's a bit linked to what I have seen during my work with this venture company. A lot of people are bringing you investment decks, right? And totally new technology, new way. It's sometimes, yeah, if you have industry that already has clients and revenues, you just need to know how to do it difference to, to get in. It's much more easier than to, let's say, transform some people into your clients. You explain them, oh, you should buy this because this is really good for you. And they don't know why, but why is it right. for them? So that's how we're looking at it because this, I believe, and my team believes, brings the value, right? And this can really bring a different view on how the company, right? Let's say the uplisting process, how it can generate the growth in the valuation and everything. Yeah, absolutely. That, that makes so much sense. I, I love that process and how you how, how you all are making those decisions. And so I know you touched a little bit upon like how you're working with your clients, how you're serving them. So I wanted to make sure that uh, we covered everything there. There wasn't anything else that we didn't mention that you had as far as assets or things that you do to support your clients. And I also wanted to get an idea of what I call your secret sauce, the thing that sets you or the organization apart and makes it unique. I almost feel like that disruptive mindset is part of that. But do you feel like we we, we touched on that as well? Yeah, definitely. The this model we described is definitely one of one of the secret sauce. Uh, we, we always focus on something uh, that's existing. We can define the model. We can set the valuation. We can set the let's say the, the budget uh, very clearly. The other secret sauce is just that we are a small team. We listen to each other, and I think we can decide uh, let's say quickly, and we can speak openly inside the company about the next steps. So. It's what helping us in these days to move forward. And we always work with just senior and skilled people. So this is, I would say, an event also secret sauce. It's like we, we always hire just very, very, very skilled and very experienced people. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I would just say that I don't have any preferred book or app that would like I stick to to guide me to some some let's say better structures or to some better decisions. But I I just believe what I learned during my career because I was working in CPI as you mentioned and I was working for a big company and I was working with billionaires that were having some family offices and I have seen their decisions so. What profiled me is working for these people. I was usually, I had maybe the luck, let's say, that I was usually working in smaller teams of, let's say, very successful people. And they helped me to, to see a bit on how they decide, how they manage people, how they choose people, and how they do the business, to what is behind the deal. As well, when I should profile with myself, it's more to make the right deal, right? This is why we created Boxo. We as well have now the Eurodot project uh, in, in Levento that we are building and it's now almost done. So this, uh, this is a deal making, right? You need to find the right people, find the right businesses, the right structure. So this is what I learned from all the people I've worked through my career and they influenced me to, to be where I am now. Yeah, so I could just say to people, yeah, I do. maybe you can read a book, maybe you follow some 
advices of someone or just follow the mentors, which can appear to be, for example, the owners of the companies or your boss, right? Everybody is profiled by, by someone. I absolutely love that. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget then? And this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell a client, or if you have to do a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. When you are staying in front of a new business, just check, okay, Borotire, where are your clients? How you want to reach them? How you will generate the revenue so you can pay yourself and your team? How all this fits into your story? And can you imagine doing this for the next two years? It's, everything takes time. It's uh, really not so simple to build things from the ground. So I believe a lot of people, what I have seen from the startups or the, for the growing companies, they are pushing too hard sometimes on the, let's say, on the speed they want to get up. And it's uh, not so simple. Sometimes you need real time to get things properly and then they can go exponentially up if uh, the right times come for them. Yeah, but this is sometimes and I guess to be patient. Yeah. Love that. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So David, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, for, for me, it means a lot of responsibility because still as a CEO, you, you hold the, let's say you need to hold the decisions, right? So you are having the decision power. And on the other hand, the decision responsibility for the next steps of the company. So I believe this is how I would profile it. And yeah, it's sometimes you really need to see what, what's the next steps. And as you maybe said, if sometimes the decision is no decision, I believe it's one out of 10, right? With other cases, you really need to make something happen. So the, the company can make in, in some direction and the people know what to do. Yeah. So not easy always to, to, to choose the right path, right? To change the right way. But yeah, it's, but it's very, very exciting. It's, it's definitely good when I'm able to create my own business and to run it. So it's, it's getting some, it's getting something back to me. So this is what I like on it. And this is what's, what's making the motivation to go forward. Right? Because when you see that you can work with other people, that people are joining you, that there is really someone who's listening to you and you can work with, and all this makes sense. And on the stock exchange, you have kind of audience that is giving you feedback immediately once you do something. So that's very interesting. Everything this is uh, very interesting. And, uh, and I think I, and even the team, we, we like it the much. So yeah, we want to go forward in this direction. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you detailing like all the different inputs at the end of the day, like you said so well, a lot of it is the responsibility of making that decision. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And definitely looking forward to hearing more about that journey and how you all are succeeding. So David, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you, you and your team are working on. Yeah, sure. I would just welcome everyone to follow us on our Twitter or LinkedIn or any other media that, uh, that they would like to. We are publicly, let's say, traded companies. So if they if they like the story, they want to be part of it, uh, they are welcome to, to purchase our stock. Uh, they can contact us directly for some other options. Uh, we welcome really everyone who wants to join and enjoy the ride that we, we have in front of us. Yeah, so I would just say that uh, many thanks for, for listening to us, listening to me. And yeah, if any questions, just don't hesitate to contact us and we are happy to answer anything that's needed. 
Yeah, absolutely. I definitely appreciate that, David. And to make it even easier, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes for the social media, the site, all the things to get the stock, all those awesome things that people can do. But truly appreciate you for taking time out today. I absolutely love, I think it is even a, a fresher perspective on innovation and how you can disrupt things by not thinking after create something completely different, but looking at what exists and what's successful and seeing how you can, for lack of a better term, build that better mousetrap. So thank you so much for doing that. And in so many different ways, of course, the time you took today. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Yeah, same you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.